Buongiorno. This is Marcy Darling, and you're listening to the Pantheon Podcast Network. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again. Welcome back for another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this fast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network, available on Simplecast, iTunes, Spotify, and uh, roughly 40 locations. Uh, This is episode 177. I'm calling this title track weirdness. I was just going to call it title tracks, but uh, there's actually a lot of weirdness to go with this one. This is going to be a really fun episode. But uh, basically, I wanted to look at um, all the different kinds of title tracks on albums and uh, and any kind of wrinkles and strangeness and obscurity that goes on with them. Lots of cool examples here. I got a little bit of help from uh, Mick Phelan, Derek Tomey, and Tim Derling, who gave some great examples here. Uh, but yeah, so essentially, and this links up a little bit to episode 165, which was about self-titled albums. I, I know I might have brought up a couple of these things before there. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, there's just a lot of cool examples, and I've sort sorted it into, uh, you know, I've almost got enough for another episode because I've kind of sandbagged a couple of themes here because we got a lot of good examples to get through. Uh, but anyways, yeah, title track weirdness. Let's start with our first one right here and we shall discuss because there's a lot to discuss. Uh, this is Black Sabbath with The Mob Rules. All right, so uh, the theme here is uh, songs that are almost title tracks. Now, why is this almost a title track? I know it's a little semantic and writery, but uh, the album is called Mob Rules, and the song is called The Mob Rules. Um, and there's many of these out there in the world. Actually, another weird uh, title tracky thing that happened with Black Sabbath that's kind of interesting is the Paranoid album was going to be called War Pigs, but that was seen a little bit cutting too close to the bone with the uh, Vietnam War going on, and they decided to uh, change the title and then famous. Famously, there's the whole thing how the album cover was meant to go more with War Pigs. But fact of the matter, it goes pretty good with Paranoid as, as well. Um, but yeah, some more all, almost title tracks. Slayer, Raining Blood on Rain and Blood. I mean, it, people almost think that song is called Rain and Blood, but it's called Raining Blood. Uh, you know, and then... And then Bands sometimes do this much later sort of thing. Um, here's here's one that's like a title track of the band in a way, Judas Rising. Uh, and then Halford, so the Halford band, when he goes off away from Judas Priest, he has a song called Sad Wings, uh, one that's a little more straightforward. Um, Judas Priest has a song called Turbo Lover on the album that's called Turbo. Uh, another one that's getting a little far afield, uh, kind of interesting, Pete Townsend uh, has a song on All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes called Face Dances Part 2. Of course, there's a Face Dances album. Uh, King Crimson's kind of a funny one. Uh, We've got 
On the Discipline album, we do have Discipline, so it does have a title track, but it also has Indiscipline on it. And uh, and another one that's a little bit, you know, uh, semantic or whatever you want to call it, uh, King Crimson has an album called Lark's Tongue in Aspic. Um, but uh, the songs are called Lark Tongues in Aspic Part 1, 2, 3, etc. And they and they start spreading them out across the albums as, as time goes on. And they just kind of call anything they want Lark's Tongues in Aspic uh, whenever they want. Um Thin Lizzy, uh, Johnny the Fox. There's an album called Johnny the Fox, obviously, uh, but the song is called Johnny the Fox Meets Jimmy the Weed. Um, here's a here's a touchy one again. <laughs> Thin Lizzy has a song has an album called Vagabonds of the Western World. It's got a song on it called Vagabond, singular of the Western World, where he says I'm a vagabond, or whatever it does there. Um, Rush. Uh, they have an album called Hemispheres, but they don't quite have a song called Hemispheres. It's called Cygnus X1 Book 2 Hemispheres. Uh, ZZ Top uh, on Antenna. They don't have a song called Antenna, but they have one called Antenna Head. It's an amazing, amazing, good, heavy song on there. You know, uh, like, like I say, Ersatz or Erstwhile uh, title track there. Uh, another, another one that's uh, on a technicality. Saxon has an album called Power Ampersand the Glory. Power and the Glory. Uh, but the song is called Power And, and they spell out the and, uh, the glory. You know, bands are always screwing that up, and they're always making that stuff inconsistent. It drives me nuts. Um, but, you know, it's kind of cool to see that, um, at, that uh, Black Sabbath has an album called Heaven and Hell, A-N-D, and then they started a band later where they used the ampus, ampersand, which is kind of neat. Um, Robert Plant uh, has uh, an album called Manic Nirvana. It's got a song called Nirvana. Iron Maiden has an album called Somewhere in Time, but they've got a title track on that album called Caught Somewhere in Time. Uh, but people, again, just sort of, you know, can, you know, you know, think that song's called Somewhere in Time. Um, Metallica, uh, Hardwired to Destruct, opening track called Hardwired. Uh, this, actually, Mick uh, was writing this comment. He said, maybe Dave was finally thinking uh, Metallica co- copied me. Uh, I am the true innovator because Metallica has um, Peace Cells, but who's buying uh, with a title track called Peace Sells? Now, you know, the uh, well, that, that gets into another thing that we can talk about. Uh, you know, this this all of this is on the front cover, but there are these albums with titles that go from the front over to the back. It's a different story. Um, but, uh, but also they have um, an album called Rust in Peace, but they have a song on it called Rust in Peace, dot, 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 Polaris. Uh, so, so those are all, actually, there's a couple more here. Uh, Rush has an album called Vapor Trails, uh, but they have a song on it called Vapor Trail. Um, King Crimson has a, has a weird situation that goes on with, um, you know, they've got an album called Starless and Bible Black, and later they have a song called Starless, and they actually just say, they actually say Starless and Bible Black in it. Um, Another one, I think this was Tim Derling that pointed this one out, um, and people always get confused about this one as well, but Alice Cooper has an album called Alice Cooper Goes to Hell, and there's a song on it called Go to Hell. Um, Queen, more more of that jazz uh, on the album called Jazz, right? Uh, this is a funny one that uh, people kind of don't notice sometimes. Um, Kiss has an album called Crazy Nights, but they have a song on it called Crazy Crazy Nights. Um, let's see. Uh, High and Dry, uh, Def Leppard High and Dry has a, has a song called High and Dry, but in parentheses, Saturday Night. And, uh, and then Aerosmith has Rock in a Hard Place uh, on, that, on that album, uh, but it's got parentheses Cheshire Cat. Um, 
Alter Bridge, album Walk the Sky, almost uh, the almost title there is Walking on the Sky. Tea Party uh, has an album called The Interzone Mantras, but the opening song is just called Interzone. So there's different ways that people kind of mess with the title track. Why are they doing this? It's almost, it's almost like this cool extra little thing, like they're thinking more than just putting the title track on there. And, uh, and, they're, and they're referencing it, they're hinting it, they're suggesting this is the title track, but it's not quite. So it's kind of a cool thing. Um, all right, let's move on to our second selection. This is Blue Oyster Cult with Shadow of California. Okay, so the theme here is uh, is title of the album mentioned in a song, but there is no title track. Um, so in this one, I wanted to pick this one because it's it's really kind of cool that there's actually two Blue Cult album titles in it. When he get when he goes night makes right, the symbol remains. So years later, what is it? Forty years later, pretty much. Um, they uh, they have an album called The Symbol Remains, and also in this song. Um, it, it goes, revolution by night, grant me this future. So uh, the name of the album is said in this song, but there's no song called Revolution by Night. Uh, ACDC, blow up your video. Um, they say, blow up your video uh, in the song, That's the Way I Want to Rock and Roll. I'm glad that wasn't the title, but they're both terrible, terrible titles of a not very good ACDC album. Um, but yeah, that was a lift from that song specifically and said, oh, let's call the album that. Bad idea. Um, Max Webster, uh in the song Chalkers on Universal Juveniles goes, we're universal, universal juveniles. Um, and there's no song called Universal Juveniles. Um, Tim Derling suggests also um, uh, Nazareth's Telegram ends with Close Enough for Rock and Roll, which is the name of the album that that's off of. Honeymoon Suite, Bad Attitude, you say you want the money, you want the big prize. Um Right. So, yeah, Uh, Sammy Hager. Yeah, this is an interesting one. You you always get mixed up and you think Trans Am is kind of the title track uh, of Street Machine. Um, But in Trans Am, uh, he says red on black. She's a street machine. Foreigner, all I need to know, but but my only friend is Mr. Moonlight. So Mr. Moonlight is the is the title of the album. Def Leppard, Rock of Ages, uh, says inside of it, no serenades, no fire brigades, just a pyromania. And of course, pyromania is the name of the album, and no song called that. Alice Cooper, who do we think we are? Uh, says uh, special forces in an armored car, and so special forces is the name of the album. Um, uh, let's see. April Wine, Enough is Enough, has the words and force of power play. Power play is the name of an album. Uh, Van Halen, Mean Street, Somebody Said Fair Warning. Rush Mission, Hold Your Fire, Keep It Burning Bright. So uh, here they are, you know, you know, you, you probably think what they're kind of doing, uh, you know, it, with Neil Peart, it could be anything. He, he could he could absolutely know what he's doing when he's doing this. Like, yeah, I'm going to put I'm going to put the album title I picked before in the song or more likely uh, what happens is what I just said with the ACDC thing is they find a, a nice turn of phrase uh, in it. But, you know, Neil would write in themes as well and, and realize, you know, I really want everything to be around this theme sort of thing. So that's kind of cool. Um, White Snake, uh, s- Steal Away, A Little Snake Bite Won't Do Nobody Wrong. Queen Dancer inside of it says Hot Space, Let's Go. Hot Space is the name of the album. Um, smells Like Teen Spirit, 
Nevermind is in the lyrics. Uh, Brain Damage on Dark Side of the Moon says, I'll see you on the Dark Side of the Moon, right? Um, let's see, this is, yeah, Derek Tolmy suggesting this. The song Wait for Sleep by Dream Theater says, She shuts the doors and lights and lays her body on the bed where images and words are running deep. Uh, images and words, the name of the album. Uh, let's see, yeah, the song Could This Be Magic, Van Halen says, Better Save the Women and Children First. Uh, mean, mean Street. Wait a minute. Um, somebody said fair warning. Yeah, we've. Uh, yeah, yeah, that we've done that one already. And uh, and Judas Priest genocide. I always liked this one. This one was always really cool as a kid. You know, sin after sin, I have endured. Uh, and then so so that's off of Sad Wings of Destiny, nineteen seventy six. And then nineteen seventy seven, they put out an album called Sin After Sin. I always thought that was a really cool one. Um, all right, this episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's take a listen to our third selection here on an episode I'm calling Title Track Weirdness. Uh, this, is, this is Rush with Jacob's Ladder. Okay, so this isn't exactly a weird category. I, I was I was gonna do I had a whole list out and then I kind of put it away and I've slashed through this, so I'm gonna probably make a mess of it. But first, I wanted to um, I wanted to look at some bands that um, rarely use the idea of title tracks. And I was looking at Rush, and they actually have quite a few. Um, but I do like that um, they quite often don't. Um, and the whole idea of not not doing a title track makes me think that this is a band that likes naming things. They like coming up with titles. It's one of the fun parts of the job. I, it always drove me crazy when I would interview rock stars and they would uh, they would basically say, oh, the worst, the hardest part of my whole job is coming up with the title of the album and all this stuff. It's like, what? I mean, that that's supposed to be the fun part, right? And it kind of is the fun part. Um, so it's really cool when you get, um, you know, I, I almost think that these guys are saying, wait, I have more to say. Uh, we have our lyrics, we have our song titles, but I have more to say, so I'm going to come up with something fresh and Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Extra for the album title, right? And uh, and um, what I like about this category is this is almost like uh, albums I wish the band would have written uh, a, a title track for. And along those lines with Rush, I think of Caress of Steel. Wouldn't that have been cool if they had a song called Caress of Steel? Um, moving Pictures, Signals, Grace Under Pressure. Like there, there, are some, there are some cool, iconic albums from this band that it would have been cool to have a title track from. You know, you think of Black Sabbath, like Sabotage. Imagine if there was a title track called Sabotage. How cool that would have been, right? Technical ecstasy, right? Um, you know, Led Zeppelin, we'll get to Led Zeppelin. We're going to talk about them in a bit. But also, you know, here as well, some iconic albums. Wouldn't it be cool if they had an album called or if they had a title track called Physical Graffiti or In Through the Outdoor. I always thought, I thought Aerosmith, oddly enough, has has some cool uh, albums uh, with titles that don't have a title track. Like Rocks, I think, is really cool. Get Your Wings is pretty cool. I mean, those would have been good ones to do. Um, and then ZZ Top is kind of interesting. Later on, they have some title title tracks um but earlier on they've got uh Trey's Ombres would have been a cool one Fandango that that might have been a cool song had they written a song called that Tejas De Gueo. so all of these in a row El Loco um even Eliminator and Afterburner all all did not have um you know title tracks for for those songs kind of weird um okay so let's move on to our well actually uh, just a, a couple more here um uh, Pearl Jam, rarely, rarely um, title tracks of albums. Nirvana, um, ones that you know. This, I mean, maybe I'll do this next time. I don't know, but um, there's there's also quite a few bands that had title tracks from albums um, 
a lot. And that way, you know, I looked and noticed that Twisted Sister, Kiss, ACDC definitely has a lot, except Ted Nugent. So in our wheelhouse, there's quite a few. Actually, Tim Derling points out that April Wine only has uh, apparently three title tracks from that long catalog. Kind of cool. Um, Robert Plant is another one. Robert Plant does not have a lot of title tracks, and he strikes me as a guy because he likes to even name the songs weird, right? I mean, you look at those song titles and you can't tell what they sound like because, you know, that, that that's not what what they're about kind of thing so he he almost goes extra and says i'm going to give you a song title that's that's extra beyond the lyrics and then i'm going to give you an album title so you get principle of moments you get pictures at 11 um shaken and stirred uh carry fire and mighty arranger uh have have title tracks for him but fate of nations don't think there's a title track for that uh anyways let's move on to our fourth selection here take a listen to this this is rainbow with difficult to cure Okay, so the theme here is, uh, sorry I made you uh, have to listen through that. I mean, I really don't like Rainbow Difficult to Cure. I really don't even like the album very much. It's I, I find the production not very good. But anyway, so the title track from this album uh, is a uh, you know an adaptation of, I think it's Beethoven or Bach. I don't know which one it is. I can't remember. Um, but, uh, but anyways, that's not the theme here. The theme here is title tracks that are instrumentals. Um, so occasionally they do that, and I think that's kind of cool too. Um, it's it's almost like saying, you know, because the idea with a title track, really, the main thing of a title track is pay attention to this song. We think it's special. Um, it we may we may put it out as a single, um, but it's a big deal. It's it's an anthem. It's it's kind of an important song for us. We probably spent a lot of time on it. Um, we think the album uh, itself uh, it 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 bears the responsibility of uh, of standing for the whole album. Blah blah blah. That kind of thing. You don't really get that with an instrumental. So it, it's kind of cool when you see instrumentals of title tracks. But just a few other examples: Beach Boys, Pet Sounds, uh, Mike Oldfield, Tubular Bells. I know that's kind of kind of. Uh, cheating a little um fleetwood mac albatross uh poison native tongue uh journey departure i think tim pointed those ones out um riot narita that's a pretty cool one um so on the second riot album there's this this great rip roaring instrumental on there and uh and it is the title track of the album kind of weird um surfing with the alien joe satriani the ultraviolence by death angel stigmata arch uh, uh arc Archangel, I, I I think Derek pointed that one out. Um, up the downstairs, uh, is that maybe you meant? Uh, maybe that's supposed to be Arch Enemy. I think. Um, Porcupine Tree, up the downstairs. Uh, yeah, this is funny. Nuclear Assault has an instrumental called Game Over, but it doesn't feature on the Game Over album. It's on the Plague album. Uh, so that's kind of cool. So um, yeah, couldn't find that many. Did a little bit of research looking for these. I, I'm sure there's some more. I think this is the kind of episode where. Um, the Facebook, uh, you know, listeners are going to find some pretty cool ones for these categories and point them out. And I'm probably going to be back and, and saying, yeah, great call uh, on that one, bringing that one up. Uh, anyways, let's move on to our last theme here. Take a listen to this. This is Led Zeppelin with Houses of the Holy.
Okay, so the theme here is title tracks that showed up on a different album. So it's the title track, but it's uh, it's at another time, and it's usually later kind of thing. Um, so this was always one of my favorite one as a kid growing up. You know, so so Led Zeppelin's album before the Physical Graffiti album was called Houses of the Holy, and here's a song called Houses of the Holy. So that gave this song some extra oomph, you know, some extra importance. It's like cool, wow, they got a song called Houses of the Holy, and it's kind of a cool title also, right? Um, so that's that's a good one. And then the other one that we we really loved as kids all the time uh, was Sheer Heart Attack. So Queen has an album called Sheer Heart Attack. I think it's 1974. Um, and then a few albums later on the News of the World album, they put this rip-roaring, super heavy, punky, heavy metal, furiously recorded uh, song called Sheer Heart Attack. So that's kind of cool. Um, other examples, Iron Butterfly, Scorching Beauty showed up on the album Sun and Steel. This is that that late period weird. I got to go play those again. Um, that, that, that late period strange Iron Butterfly that they had. Um, ACDC, If You Want Blood. So they have a live album called that. Uh, if you want blood, you got it. I think, yeah, this is the title that goes around the back, right? So anyways, so, so they put that album out and then the next album, the studio album that comes out after that, uh, Highway to Hell has a song called that. If you want blood, you got it. High Voltage is another one that, uh, has got kind of a murky, weird past. Uh, it's, uh, how does that work? So yeah, the, the debut, the Australian debut is called High Voltage, but that song is not on it. It's on the next record kind of thing. Uh, Julian Cope, World Shut Your Mouth, showed up on St. Julian. King's X, Out of the Silent Planet, showed up on Gretchen Goes to Nebraska. So the title of the first album, there's a song on the second album. Um, Bathory Hammerheart turned up on Twilight of the Gods. Uh, this is kind of a funny one. Uh, they, Mr. Big had a song called Mr. Big, which shows up on Bump Ahead, but course it's the name of the band as well but technically it's also the name of the first album um so as a neat one pointed out slayer live undead uh south of heaven uh, has got a live undead and this is this is a band uh naming a a song after a live album so it's kind of like the acdc that we just had which is kind of neat um razor open hostility shows up on the decibels album um, Testament has a song called The Legacy, which shows up on Souls of Black. Here's another one that I always loved, too, um, because I got both of these albums as new releases. That that early punk band, The Vibrators. So their first album is called Pure Mania, which is kind, kind of different. I mean, uh, that's a whole other thing, right? When you when you have a first album and you don't name it a, a self-titled, I mean, it's that's usually where you get your self-titles, right? Anyways, so they had... Uh, an album called Pure Mania, but then they had a second album called V2, awesome album, and it has a song on it called Pure Mania, one of the heavier songs on it. Voivod has an album called Voivod in in twenty in two thousand three, but it's not just a self titled uh, album named by the band, but because they have a song called Voivod way back on War and Pain, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Frank Zapp and the Mothers were only in it for the money, uh, absolutely free. Uh, Captain Captain Beefheart. Um, Safe as Milk, the debut, the song called that showed up on the second album, Strictly per, uh, Personal. Another super famous one, The Doors Morrison Hotel has a song on it called Waiting for the Sun. So that's from the previous, right? Um, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, 
brain salad surgery they actually had a song called that but it didn't show up on the album uh, eventually was on works too um gentle giant interesting one they have an album called the power and the glory we talked about power and the glory with saxon a little earlier um but that did not show up on the album it was just a non-lp single um big country the crossing their first album was called the crossing didn't have a song called that but they do have a song called that interesting one um blue oyster cult so this is a case of a band you know almost name naming uh, a song after just the band name but it's way 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 later so their first album's called blue oyster cult though and then way up into 1988 they got the imaginos album and that actually has a song on it now called blue oyster cult uh carcass Rika putrefaction was on uh symphonies of sickness Def leopard this is kind of a fun one um they had on high and dry on their second album they got a song called uh, on through the night which is the name of their first album uh dock and back for the attack isn't on back for the attack uh, but it's on dream warriors uh and another one i remember as a kid super famous one um for us anyways in in canada here as is young metalheads um white lace and black leather so so one of helix's uh, you know the first two uh indie albums they had i think the other one was called breaking loose um but one of the albums was called White Lace and Black Leather, but on their first Capitol album, No Rest for the Wicked, they now have a song called uh, White White Lace and Black Leather. Um, so there you go. That's a whole bunch of examples of this of this weird theme of uh, of these title tracks doing odd things. Um, I, I had a bunch of honorable mentions, which we're kind of going to look at some other themes even, but I think I'm going to save those because maybe, maybe, maybe I might do another because I had I had so much fun looking these up, and I've got some other really weird but more like one-off strange things about title tracks uh, that I might turn into uh, another show so um, if you like this show and want to support future episodes you know I've got the Kofi I don't I don't take direct PayPal things I'm too stupid to figure out how Patreon works and do all that Uh, but this is nice and simple you just hit the button and it does a three dollar thing sometimes you hit it twice and you get six and blah 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 anyways it's Kofi uh, or Kofi.com slash Martin Popoff hit that red support button buy me a coffee or pine on that front this week I would like to thank Tim Derling David Fisher Michael Gendelman Stephen Gordon Michael Mahoney Jim Molinari Monty Olson, Augustin Garcia de Paredes, Steve Polari, Stephen Samchuk, and John Stuckey. Thank you all very much. Um, and you know, on the book situation, I just got the deal book in and it's selling really well. And I actually printed less of them too. So I'm probably halfway through them at this point. Um, but that's called uh, Killing the Dragon Deal in the 90s and 2000s. And if you don't have the first one, people are getting them at the same time. So it's kind of kickstarted the sales of the last one, which was called Dream Evil Deal in the 80s. Uh, MartinPopoff.com for all that. The other recent ones were The Damned and the Alice Coopers. Um, there you go. Hope you enjoyed this. Um, I don't know what your... Uh, I never thought of what your homework would be. Um, uh, you know what? Your homework is is to is to pay more attention to these these small little variations in in like the titles of these things. It's it's pretty funny when you see all this. And then and then you got the back cover. And then then you go to the record and they they've spelt it wrong. Uh, you know, uh, again in another way. He's, specifically, I'm thinking of ands and ampersands and stuff. There's so much stuff like that ju- that just kind of drives me crazy. But yeah, we might be back for another one of these uh, title ones next time. Thanks for now. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please 
purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 